Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. TV Club. This is a really, really exciting episode. First of all, my my main guest, Bianca Lawson, who you know from Queen Sugar, from a million things. She's been in Black. She was in Sister Sister. She's been on TV for for decades, and you know she looks the same. We're going to talk to her, <laughs> but. My other guest today is my mom, my mom, Sharon Harris, who is the I think the world's biggest Queen Sugar fan. I think so. Uh, So she's going to join me to talk about Queen Sugar uh, and what it means to her. You might know her from Seth Rogen's podcast, Storytime with Seth Rogen, uh, where she got to talk about Queen Sugar. So I had to bring her in. She's an expert. Hey, mom, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm excited. Oh, you excited? I'm yeah. excited. I'm very excited. Uh, I, I know you were like, I'm going to catch up on all the Queen Sugar so we can talk about it. Yes. And I did. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I mean, let's start there. What What are you thinking about the new season? You know, uh, it's the last season. Yes. Unfortunately, it's the last season. But uh, it made me so happy um, to see how everyone got together. It just shows you that. All things are possible. For those who aren't familiar, uh, Queen Sugar, uh, and we'll also get into it with Bianca, but it's the story of this family uh, who owns a sugarcane plantation uh, and people are trying to take it from them. They're forced to come together to keep it in the family. Uh, and then there's everybody has a ton of different personal issues on top of that. <laughs> yes. Who are your favorite characters? Oh, I'm fine. I'm not fine. <laughs> I feel like that's me. <laughs> Oh, she is amazing. I love that when she said the line, go do what you got to do. Oh, like you do that, girl. (laughs) So cool. (laughs) She was telling that to Hollywood when he went to go find the guy that was trying to sabotage everything and blame things on her uh, nephew. And that was I thought, oh, boy, here we go again. It's going to be a negative for them. What's going to happen? But Hollywood came through. That was yeah. so amazing. I love that part, too. Yeah, I love the the relationship between Hollywood and Avi. I feel like you don't get to see a lot of like older black couples in love. Yes. So, but remember, she's older than him. And it's like her experience and her love and her foundation about life. Along with him, they just melt together. It, it's they're a beautiful couple. Just beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. I, I want a Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I want one. <laughs> yeah, he's so nice. Like, he's, oh, you know, he's amazing. Which does, uh, we're going to get into the watch list, the stuff that we've been watching this week, other than okay. Queen Sugar. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but we'll, we'll get back to, to Queen Sugar. We're going to have plenty of time for that, the whole episode. Okay. Uh, but speaking of older people in love, I know that we are both watching 90 Day The oh, Single oh. Life. Uh, where Debbie, uh, who I, most viewers probably know Debbie as just Colt's mom. Colty's mommy. Uh, yeah, Colty, <laughs> Colty from 90 Day Before the 90 Days, 90 Day Happy Ever After. He's been in every iteration. Now his mom is in 90 Day Single Life. Mm-hmm. And 
she's living it up. Yes. Debbie is living it up on Single Life. Uh, <laughs> she finally, like, met. She's been ghosted a million times. She's had people just, you know, lie to her about things. And finally, she, like, met a guy who came to Vegas and... They just are making out the whole time. She's talking about all the sex. Very gross details. That was great. I loved every minute of it. Oh, why? (laughs) It's like, Debbie, how far are you going? Oh, you're going that far. Okay. Yeah. I was like, Debbie, tell the camera people to leave, Debbie. Just Debbie, be like, go, leave. She's happy. I mean, yeah, but like to have some private moments, keep some of it to yourself, Debbie. (laughs) And then at the end, you know, she just met this guy. It's literally their first time meeting. They spent like a weekend together. She takes him to the airport and she's already like, I love you. I love you. I love. And he goes, he pauses for too long. (laughs) And then he goes, I think I love you, too, which I think I love you too. Yeah. Oh, girl! <laughs> like that's you're giving away too much power. Too Debbie. much power to him. Yes, but he seems to have a loneliness about him that she seemed to ignite in love for well, him. Well, I think because they both are lonely. You know, she yeah. was like, "No one said this since my husband before my husband oh, died," and yeah. you know, she hasn't dated anyone. So <sighs> I think it's like. It's it's just too much too soon. I also I don't completely trust him yet. I think you know he's from Canada. He's probably hiding something. <laughs> so why would you say that? He I seems mean, to be quite open with her when they showed well, him that's apartment. Uh, yeah, had to drag. That's him a red him. flag. Like, what like does he be- do? <laughs> Like he's being that open because he has something to hide. And then, you know, she he's going to love bomb her and just be like really open. And she's like, I know everything about him. And then it's like, no, you don't. You don't know that he is probably like in debt. Like, who knows? I just. But he asked her to move in with him. Yeah. I don't know if I saw that on a commercial or what, but I remember. No, it was in the episode. Yeah, like would you move in with me? And I thought, yeah. Now that's too soon. Stop. Yeah, because she's she's supposed to move in with her friend, and then at the last minute, the friend is like, "You can't bring your cats." So (laughs) yeah, maybe we can't live together. And Debbie's like, "You knew I had cats. What are you talking about?" Yeah, and so. Now she's like, well, I guess I'll go live with my boyfriend I've only met one time who lives in Canada. I, I think Colt's going to have a problem with it. Colt, I don't Colt think Colt knows this problem. guy. Yes. Yeah. I like Colt has only like kind of heard of him, but I don't think he knows that they like hung out because Colt and Debbie got into a big fight. So yes, they exactly. haven't been talking. Exactly. And I think when he finds out, he is not going to be happy. Well, there's nothing he could do. Debbie is grown. She's a beautiful woman with a strong mind who happens to be lonely and wants someone in her life and he she has found that guy she gave it up to him and yeah. once she <laughs> once she got a taste of him that was it Oof, you could tell no. i know you hate hearing those words. <laughs> it was so Come gross She's like 69 and they were like, and then whenever they record the kissing on 90 Day Fiance, it's like they increase the volume on the kiss noises. I hated hearing them kiss on the microphone. Ew. (laughs) 
Like I just wanted to be like, stop touching, just stop. And then she stood there and like watched as he went into the airport. Like she didn't move until he was gone. I hope it works out for Debbie, but you know, I... I mean, she's probably the most optimistic love story on the show right yes, now. Yes, uh, I think so. Uh, we saw like Natalie had a huge breakdown this last episode. Yes. And which, uh, yeah. um, Michael and Angela. So that's 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After. Uh, listeners, you know that those are two different shows. My mother watches Single Life and Happily Ever After and believes they are all one show. So <laughs> they're all just one show. So Michael and Angela. Uh, yeah, that was wild. Angela went to Nigeria and tore his car apart She's with her so friend. so rude and mean. And who is, this, who is this friend of hers that is instigating... I, this whole yeah. thing. And this is, Where'd we've never from? seen this friend. We've never seen her yeah. before. And she's just like, oh, one night I bummed a cigarette from Angela and we've been best friends ever since. And it's like, no, we know Angela's friends. They've been on the show. And you're not, <laughs> you're not one of them. You're not one of them. You're just some new girl who showed up and you can tell she's instigating things because she wants to be on camera. She wants to be on TV. I think that's she's what like, that this is. is yeah. A, yeah. yeah. Like she goes to Nigeria and is like, it's a great idea to go break apart your husband's car in another country in the middle of the night and and you know nothing about where or what he's doing you don't do that and it made me so mad i I just was like she needs to quit this she's going to end up in jail with her friend because just because you're from the united states you don't go to another place and just get out here yeah Michael? Oh, yeah. Come on, and come she on. was just yelling. Are you and... scared? Oh, he's scared now. He, yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, he doesn't want to deal with you, Angela. Like, go I really leave. don't think Michael is scamming her. Um, I, I mean, I, I think, think he's this, one of those I don't think guys. He, I don't think he was always scamming her, but now he is because he's like tired of it. Like, she's talking to other men. He knows that she's talking to other men on social media, like she's talking to other men on dating apps, is telling him this. And now I think he's at a point where he's like, you're talking to all these other guys. You clearly don't care about me. Right. But you still want to tell me what to do because right. she's like, you know, delete your social media, blah, blah, blah. And so then he was like, well, give me five thousand dollars and I'll delete it. Right. <laughs> and but I think that- he just knows like he doesn't want to deal with her anymore. Right. And she she's just i think trying to make drama so they can stay on the show yeah and i just i just think it's wrong i don't think michael cares about that much about being on the show i think he really fell in love with her he took her to his family yeah and i think if he could have got if he had gotten that visa he would have come to america i think so i think so and i think he would have still stayed with angela and been probably her babysitter with all those grandkids in that little town. Yeah. You know, she's not going to want him to go out and get a job. Yeah. And that's what she said the whole time. She was like, it's going to be Grandpa Michael. He's going to be the one taking care of all those kids. And yeah, it was like, that, it, is that what she wants that's him what to he do? Wants to do? Yeah. That's not a life yeah. for him. You know, he's a young man and he's a strong young man who, you know, he's halfway good looking, but you know, he's all right. He's okay. Yeah. Not my type. He could do better than Angela. Yeah, he could do better. <laughs> I'm sure Angela could but. too, but she's so mean. I don't understand the hatred she has. She bosses him around like he's a two year old, calling him a B I T C H. That yeah, just she's she's awful. Yeah, she's disrespectful. God. And I think he's finally going to realize like he's done. And but you yeah. know, the, the, let me just say this. 
Angela has been that way since the beginning with him. Yeah. I've always thought she just deflated him as a man. She seemed to boss him around. You're not going to, you know, and it's just not the way to do it. And I kept feeling so bad for him, even though he felt like this looked and felt to me like, well, I just want to please her, you know, whatever she wants, you know. Yeah. In the beginning, he was like, I'll listen to her silly rules. And then it just got to be too much. And then when she started spending all this money on like, you know, surgeries and getting her teeth fixed instead of trying to bring him to America, I think that's when Michael realized like, oh, she's not really trying to bring me. Yeah. So I, but listen. Did you uh did you watch Saturday Night Live is back? That was on my yes, watch list. Yes. Uh, we had yes. Miles Teller uh hosting, uh mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar performing. Kendrick did and, well. Very good. Yeah, Kendrick was great and we had all four new cast members got to kind of show up for a bit. Yeah. Uh, Molly Carney, okay. my my friend who I got to give a shout out, Molly all Carney. Right. Uh Michael Longfellow got a whole weekend update segment. Devin got two, you know, shining moments. So, you know, the for a new cast it was it was uh they they got a they got some time to shine usually the new cast isn't in the premiere huh. but obviously SNL lost a lot of cast members over the summer oh. so i think you know they're they got 17 people now uh, 18 when Cecily comes back but i think they were just like we got to get the new kids out there because so many of the the really big people solid people left yes uh, so yes. what do you think of the the premiere i thought when am i going to laugh <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Oh, that's not it. Uh, what? Uh, okay, that's not it. And then Kendra came on, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay, and he was jamming. I'm like, yeah. I love the little shadow deal in the background while he was singing. It was so cool. And yeah. then we went back to the comedy, and it's like, I'm still waiting <laughs> well, to laugh. Saturday Night Live, Mom. It's, it's they do good. have to have some I of the comedy. Know. I know. They just, I'm never going to stop watching Saturday Night Live. I, I love it. I think they need better writers for now I, I you know and maybe the, the new people are, are that is just what they, they're looking they for. did have uh new writers on this episode and new yeah. head writers who came yeah. in and i think you know when you're finding a new cast you're finding new voices but it just yeah. did feel like a lot of the sketches were really safe and just kind of did you know there was like a game show sketch that they do those all the time and all yeah. it was was him just like repeating what adam levine said <laughs> Um, I also wonder, you know, you're older. A lot of people my age say that they just kind of steal jokes from Twitter and then just redo it on the show. And that's what I felt like. There were a lot of jokes that I was like, the AMC thing that was already on Twitter, Mm -hmm. the Be Real stuff that was already on Twitter. You're older. You're not on Twitter. Do you get those references? Yes. Are you like, oh. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) You're just saying you get them so you seem cool? No, I I get the reference. Like I I don't, I'm not on Twitter, but. I kept thinking kind of the same thing. Like, this is a rerun, but it's kind of like a a rerun scene, but updated. Just let's throw these new things into it. Yeah. Like, it could have, the episode could have come out a year ago. Yes. And it like, I, I kept thinking, have I heard that before? Or what? What? And then, you know, the whole thing about Mar-a-Lago. Mar- 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 Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Hey, we're done. We're done with that. Let's stop. <laughs> Stop putting in the jokes, you know. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I guess maybe that was for the older people. I don't know. <laughs> we don't want to hear that. I don't know. Anymore. Did you watch Stop. it? Did you watch it with any of the kids like Kennedy or any of them? No, I wish I had. Yeah, because I, I always want to. They had. always say, yeah, they always say the best. Yeah. SNL is the one that you saw when you were in high school. Oh, but I feel like, uh-huh. I don't know, if I was a high schooler today, I would have watched that and I wouldn't have found it funny. I would have been like, uh, okay, that's a bunch of old stuff I, I already saw on TikTok. And I think that's what my great grands, I mean, my grands would have said. They're, they're not just in the last part of high school. And I, I don't think it would have been funny to them. And that's the group they're trying to pull in, right? I would think yeah. Saturday Night Live wants that group and the group after that as they grow. They want to keep it going. But yeah, it, I don't think it will ever be as it was before. There was nothing like Saturday Night Live in the beginning. And I don't ever think they're going to get to that. Okay. That's what I'm waiting for, though. That's why yeah. I look. Because I'm like, okay, give it to me. Come on, come on. I mean, I think there have been some good casts since before it started. Like, I, you know, I know know you're like, oh, I was right there in 1960, (laughs) whatever. But, you know, my my high school, we had Will Forte, we had Amy Poehler, you know, we had a good set of people, Maya Rudolph. Yes. So, you know, I think uh, it was kind of a disappointing premiere. But I'm gonna, like you said, I'm never gonna stop watching I'll SNL. Stop I'm gonna stick them. with the season. I'm a loyal person with SNL, and um, I don't know what they could do to make me stop watching. It just got really unfunny. I do like the the news back and forth with um oh the weekend update. Yeah, with, uh, I like that. Colin Jost, Michael Che. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they could use uh, Michael at this point. Michael and Colin have been the longest running SNL weekend update hosts ever. I didn't I know that. Like, yeah, okay. I feel like they could use a little mix up. I feel like it's time to switch things up and okay. get new people in there. Yeah, you know, I, I felt like a lot of the same. Uh, I did like what Bowen did with the the fly thing. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> yes. uh, and I thought Michael was funny with his like update monologue. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's still Lorne Michaels has like a template and he wants people to fit in that template. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. like, you know, he wants Michael to be the new Pete Davidson. Uh-huh. So he's giving him that same kind of setup. And, oh, okay. you know, I it, it, that's where I'm kind of like, you need to just get new blood in there. Like Lorne Michaels is just doing what he's always done and that doesn't work anymore. Mm. So you have a but, point. Uh, you have a point. Yeah. Uh, what else did you watch this week? <laughs> Queen Sugar. <laughs> That's <was> about it. <laughs> From season one through seven. I mean, I went through them because I and, and some I had seen like half of them. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and and then I'm like, wait, I need to go back and refresh on this subject they're talking about. So that's pretty much all I did besides my um, new Dateline IDs. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> investigation, discovery, oh murder. God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Any, any good one. murders? Any good yes. ones? The new one that, oh God, there's so many. But I did watch the lady that, um, the blonde that, pretty much ran away and everyone's looking for her and I don't know how I missed this story before when it happened but she everybody thought she was kidnapped was on Friday oh yeah she she lied about being kidnapped I did see that story yeah and she did not ever you know say oh I'm sorry she was just like sorry to her family and wasn't it like it was because she was having an affair like she ran off you know she she really wasn't having an affair with this guy he's like we weren't having an affair. She called me and said, I need your help. 
And he, she's like, pick me up. And he's like, okay. He picked her up and he's like, mm, he, she, like drew, story. <laughs> she drew him into this crap of hers. And I couldn't believe, I'm like, wait a minute. This woman's bruised from head to toe. She might be telling the truth. I think she could be telling the truth. And then it's, and then she was branded. And the yeah. guy's like, yeah, she had me brand her. I just thought, yeah. give me a break. Oh she gave my her, God. Yeah, she gave herself the bruises. And... How dare she? What the hell? I mean, yeah. that's, I'm sorry, I'm going to put this out oh. there. That's a total white girl thing, man. You can't yeah, say that. Yeah, that's totally a white girl <laughs> thing. I mean, if and, I yeah. was colorblind and didn't know who they were talking about, I'd be like, yeah, that's white girl. And I would be right. Because yeah, that's insanity. You know? What was she thinking? Was she thinking, oh, let's face it. What she was really thinking is, I'm going to get away with this. This is yeah. no problem. And then she got mad she at the she thought police. she'd get away with it. Yeah, yeah, but she got mad at them for, like, doing their for job. Doing she their was job. like, I thought they wouldn't care that much. I'm just not going to talk to you with my husband not here. And this is one time I said, this man, her husband, is going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, I still love her. This guy's like, you know what? I'm out of here. And he walked out. I was like, thank you, God. <laughs> He's woke up. He finally was like, wait, she did what? And you, she knew he knew about the old boyfriend. It all started making sense to him. I was, oh, I, yeah. my heart just sunk for him, but still at the same time, it's like, thank God this man woke up because he's been with this crazy broad who's probably, I'm sorry, woman who's been probably thinking of this. How long in her head did she come up with this? That wasn't a one day thought. Oh, I'm going to do yeah. it this way. No, no, no. And I didn't get away with it because of my. You say white privilege. There yeah. you go. So, so if like, you haven't watched, I mean, that sounds like a good Dateline. If you, I, I know that I'm behind on Dateline. So go catch up because that'll probably be the next thing they turn into a Netflix show. Oh, they have to. So it's, it'll it be the next just... story, like made for you on Hulu yeah. or something. Because it's a wild story. It's wild. Uh, I think they left a lot out because I'm still thinking. Well, what about this? And well, how could how what? And I kept thinking, oh my god, there's her. Herself, they found her cell phone and strands of her long, beautiful blonde hair was glistening in the sun, wrapped around the earbuds and the, yeah, you know, it look like a struggle. And it was like, oh my God, maybe she put that there to let people know, hey, something happened to him and it was crushed up. But no, she no. did that herself. She did it. To, <laughs> yeah. I was so mad. I'm still mad at her. I'm still, I, you I, know, I think and that's I don't fair. Know, <laughs> I don't know if she got enough time for that. She got a small amount of time. Yeah, and, and I then, know part of it, she had like time served because yeah, she, she had, they yeah, were holding her. Big deal. Oh my God. They should have her do community, stay in jail, do community service during the day, go back to jail. <laughs> you, you can't go home. How dare you do this? She had children. Come on, <laughs> yeah. woman. Little kids. Oh yeah. my God. See, I was so this mad. This is at why her. I say you got to watch less of this because it's getting you riled up. I was, it's, it just riled me up. And then you talk about, yeah. oh, abuse of, that was, she abused her husband. She abused her family, yeah. his family. She abused those kids that, oh, I'm sure she's, I love my kids more than anything in the world. Really? Cause you left them. You know, come on. Yeah. Mom, I, I think you got to go back to watching Queen Sugar. This I get, am. She's getting you too upset. Okay. She's in jail. There's nothing we can do about it now. <laughs> okay. 
Well, <laughs> she's, you know, there's nothing we can do. Okay. But, but I know you, you love Queen Sugar. You've I been love catching up. Uh, so we're going to go to Bianca Lawson. We're, I got to talk to her about the last season. Uh, you know, she, her and Ralph Angel, they are... Uh, they are pretty hot together. So we're going to talk about that. She also scares her skincare routine. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, you know, Bianca Lawson, she has, like she still looks 19. Wow. Uh, and she's like in her 40s or something. So it's it's amazing. But we're going to talk to Bianca Lawson after the break. And then at the end, we'll be back and I'll tell you what, what homework to watch. Uh, and we'll, we'll say goodbye. Okay. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome, TV listeners. Today, I have a, I have a very special guest, someone who's very, uh, I think, just important to, to Black television, to all television. I've been a fan since Sister Sister. Uh, welcome to the pod, Bianca Lawson. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Uh, you are currently starring on Queen Sugar. The seventh season just premiered on OWN. It is the final season. You've been on since season one. How yes. does it feel to have this journey come to an end? I mean, it's so crazy. I originally was only supposed to be on for a couple episodes. So the fact that Darla has lasted this long and has gone on this path, I mean, the book that it's um, based on, there's no Darla in it at all. So she's sort of um, been growing as I've been growing. And so it it feels like um, I've been living this parallel life with her. Um, So I'm... I feel so blessed that I've gotten to sort of embody her. Um, and I'm so happy about sort of all the different things they've allowed me to do. Um, a lot of characters kind of stay the same and say one dimensional forever, but I've gotten to do so yeah. many things with her. Um, so I, I am not sad about it. I, I'm, I think that it's nice to kind of go out on top. And I think seven is a great number. Um, and, um, and I'm really, really excited for what's coming for this final season. Uh, Darla, She's, to me, such an interesting character. She's in recovery from drug addiction. Mm -hmm. If you are listening and you haven't watched the show, you got to go watch Queen Sugar. You're going to absolutely love these characters. Uh, But it's so hard for me to believe she wasn't supposed to stay on the show when her relationship with Ralph Angel is so beautiful to me. (laughs) It is my favorite part of the show. (laughs) You two just have so much chemistry. How did you find that over the course of the last few seasons? How did I find our chemistry? The first time I ever met him was during a chemistry read. And our um, casting director, you know, we did the scene, recorded the scene that 
was planned. And then she just said, improvise, you two. Just improvise. And he and I had never met. And it was so fun um, playing with him. And it felt so natural and so organic. And I thought, oh, I really want this now because I, I really want to keep playing with this person. Um, and it was, sometimes you go in and it's, you know, auditions can be the same, kind of boring, but that was interesting mm. and different. And the fact that she gave us that space and that freedom to just kind of go off the rails and do whatever. So that's that sort of whatever that 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 thing is, you know, that connection, that spark, it's always been there. Queen Sugar also, it, it operates with this amazing kind of ensemble. Uh, how, how did you guys kind of work together over these seven years? You had a quarantine year in there. Yeah. You know, how did it feel kind of coming back for this final season after I imagine the difficulties of, of COVID I and mean, the pandemic? It's a tough one because we shot two seasons during COVID, almost back to back. Um, we'd started season right. five and then COVID happened and we, they thought we were only going to be down for like two weeks and then we were down for, for a few months. And then we came back and just, um, they threw out all the storylines I had planned. And I think Ava and one other writer just rewrote everything as we were shooting it um, for season five because they wanted it to reflect what was really happening in the world in terms of COVID, in terms of BLM, in terms of all that stuff. Um, and so yeah. it probably was, in a way, probably good um, because a lot of people were kind of trapped in their homes and isolated. So I wasn't, you know, I was, we had to quarantine. Yeah. We were, we had to stay in a building, which is like Kofi and I, like in a building um, for all that time. But then, you know, when we get onto the plantations, like, oh, we're outside. So it wasn't without its difficulties, but um, I think maybe because we were really, what was really, what we're doing in the show was really happening in real life. It, it added another kind of dimension to it. And we did it in um, pods. So, you know, me, Kofi, Ethan, who plays our child and his family, we're all kind of working together. We shot all 10 episodes for season five straight, like in out of order, you know, without reading the scripts um, so that we could kind of shoot wow. it in, get out and have the next pod. So we were kind of like flying blind. We'd like get pages and we worked every day, all day until um, we could knock out all 10 episodes of just our stuff. Um, so it was it was interesting. You know, I always even when things are difficult, I always enjoy finding new ways of doing something. So it was a new yeah. way of experiencing it. It was a challenge as you think. Maybe how am I going to do this? But you figure it out and that becomes um, interesting and exciting because it's something new. It's, a, it's like an experiment almost. I, I mean, I imagine you you probably haven't had to be on many TV sets where they're just handing you pages and you're working so isolated <laughs> from everyone else. Yeah, but that's its own experience, you know, and then you discover that you have strengths that you uh, maybe didn't know you had. You know, when you think, oh, God, I have to have X amount of time to learn this and Till you get into a situation you don't have that time, you find it. You dig deep and you find it. Um, and so, you know, and even with like, say, when I did the last one, you know, they were talking about the process. And I think for auditions, it's very different than when you have the luxury of being on a show. For an audition, you know, you're, you get the pages and people think, oh, you just go on this one audition. But you're studying it. You're thinking about it. You're dreaming about it. You're stressing about it. You go in there 15 minutes and you're out. And then you're thinking about all the things you wish you did right. You know, all the things you could change. But at least with this, it's like, yeah. especially with people you've worked with for so many seasons, you know that they have your back and they know, you know that you can kind of, you know, they'll, they'll set you up so that you can kind of, you know, win within the situation. So I think definitely everyone's lives changed a lot during COVID. And so to come back for this final season, um, 
you know, it was, it was, it was, we'd all been through so many things um, in just that short yeah. amount of time. And so I think this last season filming was probably emotional for people. And, um, and also people are probably excited to see what the next chapter of their life is going to look like because we've been living with this family um, for so long. Yeah. And I, as a viewer, as a fan, I feel the same way. I'm like, what am I going to do without my borderline family? <laughs> it's been the, all of these years. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the fan base that I've seen around the show is so intense. It is a show that honestly, to me, changes lives. Uh, my my mom actually came out of the closet because of Queen Sugar. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, the Nova Nova's character. Yeah. When she saw Nova's character, she was like, you know what? If she can like men and women, so can I. I love and that. And she came out of the closet. I love that. <laughs> so, yeah. So the show has personally changed my yeah. life. But just the fan base is so passionate about the show. Did you ever really think, you know, it would have this reaction that it would take off like this? You never know. You really honestly never know. I mean, there have been shows that, you know, are set up to be, oh, this is going to be the biggest deal ever and nobody cares. And then you do this little tiny thing and it takes on a life of its own. I think you can't really plan for these things. Um, and I don't really, it's more people that come up to me on the street and tell me, you know, their personal stories and how they've been personally affected by the show, like you just did, that I really get the full impact of the show. I'm not really online, like, you know, reading stuff. So it's more when people tell me um, about things, their personal connection to the show um, in real life that uh, I have an inkling of maybe its reach in that way. Uh, and do you feel any personal connections to to the story that Queen Sugar has told to your character? Uh, was there something, you know, from your life that you got to bring to this show over the last seven years? It's a tough one because, I mean, even when you know, I don't feel I feel like I'm very different from Darla, yeah. but I am the vessel right that it comes through and so I'm sure there are maybe some overlapping things you know there was a sequence where I had to be sort of like enraged and um we haven't seen it yet and 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 I didn't realize at the time I was like god why, why is it so hard for me to tap into my anger for her this is really weird and I realized it's because I had not been being honest about my own anger I had been eating my own anger about Mm. some things and because I had to find it for her, it forced me to actually confront how I maybe hadn't been using my voice enough and had been kind of like bottling things inside and not getting my anger yeah. out. So those little things, you know. It's it's kind of beautiful. This character mm-hmm. has helped you like, you know, open up your, mm-hmm. your own personality over these past mm-hmm. few years. Because mm-hmm. she's such a, a raw character, such a visceral character that I tend to be very kind of like cold my card's very close. Um, I'm not someone that's like an open book, yeah. um, but because she so feels everything and it's all right there, you know, uh, it's um, yeah. it's made me feel a bit more comfortable, I think, with being a little bit more transparent and open. I do want to ask, you know, uh, this is TV, TV club, TV, I say, mm-hmm. uh, we really love to know what TV shows inspire people. Uh, you know, what shows when you were growing up, did you love watching? Uh, were there shows or famous characters that, you know, you were inspired by when you were putting this performance? performance together? No, I mean, you know, I know when I was younger, I, I loved Lady Sings the Blues. And whenever anyone says to me, what's like a dream role? And I always forget that one. But I thought, oh, I would love to play a part like that one day. Um, I got I watch everything. Um, funny enough, there's a, f- a French film called Blue is the Warmest Color. And there's uh-huh. a Greek actress that plays one of the two leads. And there was something about her that I thought about a little bit initially with Darla. Um, there's a French actress named Vanessa Paradis 
And there's um, this monologue she has in the beginning of Girl on the Bridge. Um, they, The police catch her about to sort of jump to her death and they take her in for questioning and they ask her, why, why did you want to kill yourself? And she has this really long monologue and gets to kind of like the why. And so it's just these little pieces of things that you kind of see that are sort of in the corner of your mind that it's not a direct inspiration, but little flavors and hints of things that come into your mind when you're when you're thinking about a character. Also just doing a lot of research. Um, and sometimes through research you'll happen upon a documentary and there's a char- there's a person in the documentary and you think, oh my goodness, this is it. This is that this is that missing piece. And so I've taken it from real people. I've taken it from um, fictional people. A lot of watching documentaries and, and people in my life and just taking bits and pieces yeah. from it. I view you as as TV royalty. You know, I think uh, as someone who studies and just loves black television, you know, to me, you you were part of some of the biggest shows that I watched in the 90s. You know, when you were in Sister, Sister and the Steve Harvey show, did you, you know, see where black TV would kind of grow into these beautiful shows like Queen Sugar? What was it like, like kind of seeing that growth over the years? I was just so excited to be working. (laughs) You know, I was just so excited (laughs) to be working. I didn't have some master plan. You know, I was just going to the next thing and the next thing and um, and enjoying it. And, and you never know what's going to happen in the future. I think it's fantastic. I think it's wonderful. I think that, um, you know, at the time when I started, there was like maybe one or two girls got every part, you know, and now I feel yeah. like it's opening up. And I think that um, like actresses aren't just being sort of relegated to sort of supporting, you know, there's a lot of like leads and multiple leads and and different kinds of things not the same kind of one and two characters so i'm um i'm excited about what's even more to come Uh, and you've also done you know i think a lot of kind of like you know fairly uh fantasy scary Mm -hmm. things the vampire diaries Mm -hmm. teen wolf Mm -hmm. do you have just kind of a love of of sci-fi horror fantasy i love sci-fi i love fantasy i love magical realism because it's limitless you know, you're not you're not attached to reality. Things don't have to be so like logical. You can do literally anything. I used to tease. I was like, God, if they let me direct an episode of Queen Sugar, I would make it so weird and so out there, and make it completely sci-fi, and do it like in a in a parallel universe, like on Mars. Like, just make it really weird. Like Darla's yeah. really like a robot. Turns out she's like an AI. Like make it just completely out there and completely, you know. So I I love. It's full of possibility, sci-fi and fantasy. You can do anything. Yeah, is that what you want to do more of uh, after Queen Sugar? Possibly. I'm um I'm open to everything. It's you know, I it's a, I'm in an interesting point in my life where I think any other time in my life I was very very clear about this exactly what I'm moving towards. This is exactly what I'm going to do and I think there's something nice about I'm just being very open. Yeah, I feel like it will present itself to me. Yeah. And yeah. I obviously every everyone loves seeing you and things. <laughs> I think we we all just want more of you. I think we all everyone on on Twitter would love to have you play a vampire in something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I always see people saying is she <laughs> yeah. should be playing a vampire, vampire because Yeah, and I've never yeah, that's the one been, <laughs> that's the one I have never done. Yeah, and you know everyone obviously is you you were playing teen characters mm-hmm. uh because you look amazing. Oh, so I'm curious what that was like for you, you know, to play these kind of younger characters. Well, it's interesting. Someone said to me, uh, I did some interview and they said, oh, was, say, you know, Pretty Little Liars right before the show, right before Queen Sugar? I said, no. I mean, there was like nine shows in between that and Queen Sugar. And so as 
I'm playing all of those characters, I was also playing like FBI agents and all of these different characters that were, you know, mothers, um, but they didn't have the same kind of, I think, cultural relevance. They didn't become like pop culture staples. So it seems like that's sort of like yeah. all I was doing was playing, you know, these younger parts. And so for me, I always thought of myself when I was younger as more of like a character actress. And so to me, it wasn't like the age of the character. It was what I, is this something new that I haven't done? Is this thing different? I never felt like, oh God, I'm playing another young character. It was more like uh, <laughs> I, you know, and a lot of the shows as well, I was playing a character that was, say, like a 150-year-old witch, but it was on a show where yes. there were a lot of teenagers. So like on um, Teen Wolf, I was the French teacher and the, the, the school therapist. But everyone thinks, oh, you were a teen on the show because it's yeah. a teen audience. So a lot of those shows, I actually wasn't playing teens. I was playing um, characters that were, you know, supernatural. So they were sort of ageless in that way. Um, so, yeah. Can you share your skincare routine? I wish I had something to say to people that we'd be like, yes, do this. I um, don't do anything special. I think it's just, I got lucky. Um, I don't wear makeup when I'm not working. So I never wash my face unless I'm washing makeup off. And I've been using the same drugstore moisturizer forever. Um, So yeah, Yeah. I don't, I have no secret for you. I have no, I wish I, you know, plug this one product and say, this is what's going to, this is what's going to make you know. I don't know. Yeah, I as someone, I do a twelve-step skincare routine. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> like I, Are you I think I just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the morning and at night, I you know I double wash. I you know use I exfoliate, use oh, toner, wow. do my you know my supplements and stuff. Oh my goodness! And now I'm like, I guess I don't need any of that actually. <laughs> well, I think. Well, I also have very sensitive skin, and so I, I for me, like for my skin, my hair, everything. What I have found for me personally is less is more. You know. The more simple something is, the less I mess with it, the better it does. When I start messing with it or just trying this and trying that, it's a mess. So I I like to stick with what works. And I do find when I just get like the drugstore products, I'm like, yep, and this is a better moisturizer than Mm -hmm. the $55 Mm -hmm. one someone tried to sell Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So we're coming up near the end here. Uh, Our favorite thing at TV Club, obviously, we want to talk about what TV you're watching now. Uh, what do you love to do? Uh, when, do you watch a lot of TV when you're on set? Are you one of those, no. I watch TV? Do you just like read no, the script, read no. books? Yeah, usually I just, you know, I'm just, we're just, you know, knocking it out. I'm not watching a bunch of stuff. It wasn't until we actually wrapped season seven that I finally watched. I like binged Euphoria and binge Nine Perfect Strangers. And um, there's, I know there's some controversy around it, but um, the I just saw the first two episodes of the Mike Tyson series on Hulu. Um, oh, Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I used to watch so much TV and in the last few years, I really have not watched that many things, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. And the Mike Tyson uh, show looks really interesting. How did you feel about those first two episodes? I mean, I thought the performances were amazing and I, I know I didn't know anything around it. So I know, you know, it seems Mike feels that they, you know, they didn't. They're sharing his story without his input, and I and I and I get the yeah. upset about that. So I don't know anything. I didn't know anything around the show. My mom had seen it, and it was really moving to her. Um, she asked me to see it, and I, I thought, you know, the performance was really great. And I and yeah, for me I, personally, I have a thing about like athletes. Um, the level of like sacrifice and discipline. Much like any, any you know, high performance, anything, you know, people don't yeah. realize they just kind of see the final moment, like the glory or the failure, but they don't see um, what it took to get there. 
and what you know yeah mike is a character who has been or a person who's just been so lost in a lot of the stories and the controversy that a lot of the hard work that that started that career i think has been lost mm-hmm. so i'm really curious to to kind of learn more about his his backstory and his life people are a complex you know i think sometimes yeah. we try to like simplify it to like this thing or that thing but you just never know you never know uh did you watch winning time no i've never heard of winning time What's that? Oh, it's it's HBO. It's about the L.A. Lakers and when Magic uh, Johnson came to the team oh. and just him coming from Detroit and how he had to prove himself in L.A. It's really, really good. Oh, wow. I'm going to watch that. Thank you. Yeah. If you like stuff about athletes, it's it's really good. Yeah. So you, you kind of come to TV shows more slowly. Are you more of a movie person? Yeah. I mean, again, I used to really, really, really be a cinephile and I watched everything um and i'd watch the classics with my mother um like imitation of life and all about eve Mm -hmm. and all of that um so i really saw like all of the the classics as a child that's what i would watch um i watched like some punky brewster and stuff like that and silver spoons but i was always watching kind of you know betty davis and um diane carroll and um you know ruby d and stuff like that and so i I was so now it's sort of like People will tell me about shows. I'm like, oh, I've never, I've never seen it. Like, but you're an actor. But sometimes I think maybe <laughs> you, when you're, when your world is something, a certain thing all the time, you get excited about escaping that world a little bit and, and, you know, uh, in your free time, explore, you know, investigating other things. Uh, and so before we go, I do want to ask, you know, the final season of Queen Sugar, uh, is there anything you can tell fans to be excited about? Is there anything you were really excited about that, that came across this final season? <gasps> Oh, yeah. Um, So Darla gets to confront things that she's never had to confront before. Like she this is really, truly, I feel like the final act. Um, This is uh, Mm. almost like it's almost operatic, but in a good way. It's that thing that you think has so much power over you. You know, this thing that you fear so much and then you face it and... um, Maybe it doesn't have the power you thought it had, you know? So uh, yeah. Darla gets a lot this season, a lot, a lot, a lot um, this season. And um, I got to do new things this season. And um, she, it's it's funny. And this is not, this is not reflective of necessarily like what I think happens with Darla. But Omar, who plays Hollywood, we rehearsed this one scene. And he said after the rehearsal, he was like, you know, people think Darla is like this, like, soft-spoken, kind of internal, vulnerable woman when really she's Lady Macbeth. Mm. So that's what I'll say. I love that. Oh my, I cannot wait for this final (laughs) season. I... This is like the show. My mom and I, we sit down, we watch it together. We're texting. We're like calling each other after like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I can't wait for the final season, which is now airing on OWN. The final season. Is there anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to plug? No, no. This has been lovely for me. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Again, I'm just such a huge fan. This is such an honor uh, for TV, I say. And watch Queen Sugar again. If you haven't started it, go start it today. Go catch up so you can watch the final season. Yeah, and it's on Hulu now because before everyone's like, oh, what's, yes. you know, so now that it's now that it's on streaming platforms, I think more people get to see it. Yeah, and OWN is Oprah's channel. If you don't know that, mm-hmm. you're racist, but it is hard <laughs> to find that channel if you don't have cable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is on Hulu now. Yes, it that is, is how it I watch is, it. It is, it is. Uh, Bianca, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I say-
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. TV, I say. Okay. God, that was beautiful. Aww. I love her. I was almost in tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you ask good questions too I'm oh sorry, thank you i was gonna ask i was gonna ask did i do a good job interviewing yes you did yes <laughs> you asked uh, good questions and got her to 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 bring out a lot of information yeah that's great uh, what what surprised you the most from the chat the other things she's been in i didn't know all those other show she had been in <laughs> i did not know she had been around that long you know it's not a long time but yeah, yeah I gotta go back to sister, sister, and go away. Where? Yeah, because she doesn't she? look. Yeah, in in Queen Sugar, <laughs> she doesn't look that old. Like you look at her yeah. in Queen Sugar, you're like what? Is she like twenty six? Right. Like, and then I, it's like, uh, no, she has like a twenty six year career. <laughs> yes, I see. Oh, that's amazing. That's very important. And um, I see her. I, I, I well, when she's talking, I can see Darla. And the things she's speaking about, you know, how she grew in the show, the the character did. Because you did think, I used to think, oh, Darla is just kind of the the wife of Ralph Angel. She's kind yeah. of like, hush, hush, listen and follow along, you know. You And then when she got the job, now I don't remember which episode that was when she started working um, at Queen Sugar. Remember? Yeah. When she was working with her sister-in-law. I thought, oh, that's great. And she started kind of changing then. Because she started talking about the property and the business and this and that and getting different clothing. And she just was like, okay, that was, she, yeah. she had different phases of growth. I think it's what is so amazing about her character. I, I just love it even more now that I know more about <laughs> her specifically because I really hadn't, I kind of, it was Ralph Angel and the sisters, you know, and, yeah. and, and Darla was. Dollar and her son, like, oh, yeah, yeah. The girl that came in with the baby that said it was his baby, but it wasn't his baby, yeah. You know, and then that kind of thing was like, oh, wow. How long is she going to be in it? I yeah. kept waiting, and that was way in the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning, I thought she was probably going to die of an overdose because she yeah. had the whole addiction <laughs> thing, and I thought they exactly. were probably just going to get rid of her. Yes. And then she became, like, such an important part of the show. Yes. So. Can't have, as, as, yeah. Queen Sugar is not Queen Sugar without Darla. Yeah, and as she said, now. you know, her character wasn't even meant to stay in, and they just she was Isn't so good they kept something. writing her in. That is so. amazing. I love that. I, yes. Well, yeah. Uh, well, uh, mom, thank you. You joined TV Club I have to officially. Go. <laughs> well, <laughs> well you, this is your first episode. You know, are you are you are you part of TV Club now? Yes, like, I am. Like our TV listeners, club. moms. Yes. <laughs> you do have the merchandise. Yes. So. 
<laughs> Which also, <laughs> listeners, remember, we do have TVSA Club <laughs> merchandise. Podswag.com slash TVSA pod. But, <laughs> but right. did you have fun your first time? Yes, and I want to do it again. And um, I'm going to keep up with everything. And, yeah, watch, watch some uh, other shows. Maybe a little less Dateline. <laughs> Younger generations, they think Dateline is a documentary. They don't understand really? it's just a new oh show. My yeah. God. <laughs> like people oh will be God. like, oh, I saw this new documentary on Hulu. And I'm like, that's an episode of Dateline. <laughs> <laughs> so before we oh, go, uh, thank you. So you're so funny, mom. You're amazing. You're funnier than me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got it from me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but before we go, I'm going to leave you with some homework, some okay. things to watch over over the weekend, over the week. Uh, there's so much. You know, we got Bob's Burgers back, the Great North. Yes. Uh, we also have Home Economics. Abbott oh, Elementary still killing it. it. Yeah. Oh, I know you love Abbott. Oh, you Abbott. Can... Abbott. And I love Home Economics. I oh, yeah. love that show. I, I, I love it's... Home Economics. And people don't <laughs> give it enough credit. No, I think that's one of those shows people aren't watching. I don't know if it's the time that it's on or what. But it's one of those shows people stop and they go, when it's gone, they go, oh. I should have watched that. You yeah, know? I should have watched because it. Because it's, it's really very funny. funny. It's very funny. And the last one <laughs> that I saw with last week when he thought he had taken ecstasy and it was actually an aspirin and he's oh. freaking out. Oh, that was funny. That was a good and one. And they do hit a lot of points in that show. It's one of those yeah. shows you have to kind of, while you're watching, peel back some of the layers of the comments towards what's happening now, how people relate to different environments and economic statuses because he's rich and the brothers aren't the sister and her love are, are nowhere near but they seem yeah. to find things to come together with and it's not always good and and i like that's how life is it's not always going to be happy even if you think well let's work through this together you may have to change the plan to get where you want to go so yeah it's uh, really funny yeah it's a, it's a good show yeah um, yeah also, ghosts, ghost. don't forget ghosts. <laughs> don't forget ghosts. We had Danielle on the podcast last week. Oh, it's my girl. Uh, who plays Alberta, that <laughs> yes. your girl. She was on the pod last week. Ghosts, uh, the premiere was really, really funny. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, great. Uh, I saw also, it. <laughs> We have Rami season three on Hulu, uh, which okay, I'm going to tell that. you to yeah I'm going to tell you to okay. watch again, uh, and then okay. watch the after show where you can see me uh, talking yes. to Yama Vas, a few of the cast members uh, about some stuff in the episode. Uh, so watch Rami, then watch the after show so you can see me. Okay. Uh, and then we also have Welcome to Flatch, uh, which came back to Fox last week. I uh, love Welcome to Flatch. It stars Holmes Holmes, who is a good friend uh -huh. of mine, a Chicago comic who's so so funny. Uh, and this they they did a real kind of shift the first season I think people kind of ignored the show uh, one of the main characters had a really annoying accent and you can tell that in the hiatus <laughs> they were like stop doing that accent let's bring in this character let's like change <laughs> things so I, I have been enjoying this new season and What's finally on? which one is uh, that one? Welcome, welcome to Flash is on Fox you can catch oh, okay. it on Hulu too okay and on Hulu uh, okay and then there's Reboot which is also on Hulu oh. That's funny. Yeah. Reboot's very funny. Uh, I like that Hulu's doing the weekly rollout. They're not just doing it all at once. Mm -hmm. But it is, it's by the crew that made Modern Family. And it, it's, the oh. jokes are sharp. It's just that clever. Okay. You know, they know what they're doing over there. Uh -huh. uh, and then finally, 
life after lockup. You might remember. What? <laughs> you might remember I said I was going to stop watching this show like a year ago yes. and not cover it anymore. Yeah. But I'm back. I'm back on life <laughs> after lockup. I- it's just so messy and I just love seeing the relationship explode and I love seeing the like people play people and there's this new girl on it who like she was the prisoner she's dating this old guy who like she clearly hates and Uh there's just times where, where like they'll be standing together and she's like oh I have to go call my professor and then she'll just like walk to a corner and she's talking to another man and like flirting with him (laughs) it's so funny and then Deontay is back and Deontay is such a mess he's already like dealing with another girl who was a convict and is already cheating on him again it's like the third time this has happened to him so I'm back on life after lockup sorry Uh, and then finally uh, Kevin can fuck himself on AMC uh, amazing show this is the last season two the finale uh, will be out next week okay it's really good. They 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 found a way to twist it. You know, you probably were wondering how are they going to keep this premise going? Yeah. You know, where is it going to go if if she's not going to kill him? How do you justify her killing him? They they do something really clever. Uh so check out, you know, get get ready to watch the finale if you haven't watched the whole season. Okay. It's yeah. on AMC. So Okay. I love AMC. Okay. Yeah. Great. yeah. We also have an interview yes. with a vampire on AMC, the reboot. I know. I, so, know. I don't know if I could watch that. I know. I know. Yeah. And so that's that's your homework. That's the episode. Thank you. Thank you, Mom, for joining us. Thanks for inviting me. All of uh, you. We'll be back next week with another episode of TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You want me to hang up now? (laughs) TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Another episode. Another episode of. TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Marina Pais and produced by Amelia Chapelo. And our original theme song is by Rafia. You can follow me on social media at the Ashley Ray on Instagram and Twitter. Or if you have TV related requests, something you want us to talk about on the podcast, hit us up at TV I Say Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And also TV Club has merch at podswag.com. Look out for cute weed accessories. I'm talking dab pens, grinders, rolling trays. Uh, I got t-shirts so you can show everyone that you love TV Club. Uh, I got t-shirts that say justice for the big leap. Everything you need. Tell your friends about the show. Make sure to rate and review and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. If you want to tell me what to watch, that's the way to do it. Join the Patreon and I will write about whatever you want, talk about whatever you want. I'll watch TV with you if you want. Uh, But you can find my full archive, ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TV I Say, all one word, for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. For photos, show notes, transcripts, and more, go to earwolf.com. TV I Say.